to the World of Koth Players Podcast, where we discuss old-school role-playing from the player's perspective. I'm Legitimate Mustard. What follows is a live-recorded playtest of a home-brewed first-edition module. We're testing the module to determine whether or not it's useful, complete, and fun before it's distributed so that others can experience old-school role-playing. Our players are distributed across multiple time zones, so we meet up using the Discord app for audio chat and private player-to-player or player-to-DM messaging. We use Roll20 for character sheets, dice rolling, and maps. If you'd like to learn more about the game setting, custom house rules, or our characters, our DM has published a ton of stuff on World Anvil. It's under The World of Koth. That's K-O-T-H. Hello, everyone. This is GM Trigvi, and we are here playing KB1 Into the Badlands module playtest. This is session number 13, and I am here with... I'm Legitimate Mustard. I play Udo, the gnome and he has lots of other skills. And I'm Dora, who plays Neris, the halfling whose main skill is stabbing. And I'm Cognac, and I play Rollin, the elf who loves using magic missile. And I am Cricket, the druid, uh, who plays Arya, the druid, excuse me. I'm Kitten. I play Gregora, the paladin, who apparently now heals Hollyberry. And I'm Kelrona, and I play Davos, the cleric. Okay, last session we had two hours of continual combat. You guys continued the fight with the Feldriad, and you vanquished that foe after a very, very tough fight. Neris joined the party partway through that combat and brought with her a large, crazy-looking troll she brought it right to the party, creating a second combat right after the Feldriad was vanquished. Two back-to-back tough fights. You ended up killing both the Feldriad and the Boar Troll after some shenanigans with fire. However, Bloodbeak died in the process. So we are picking up right after the combat had ended. So combat is over, and your desperate surgery on Hollyberry uh, has been successful thanks to Gregora and Rollin working together. The giant weasel may never be the same, but it will live. Recovery will take many days, even with divine or magical help. Hollyberry rests unconscious while the group watches her for signs that she yet might die. The pools of troll blood have all been seared by fire. When this happens, they seem to dry out and become inert. The wounds on the large and small troll bodies have also been burned, sealing the skin with fire so the blood inside cannot flow out into the air. The troll's regeneration process seems to have stopped for the moment, and you are safe. Many of you are badly wounded. The trek back is long, and you will not be able to get back to East Camp before nightfall. There is also the issue of the troll bodies. They should be dealt with. They may begin to grow again. Ari explains the nature of trolls found in the realms and how the one you fought is different. While trolls are known to regenerate, Fully forming little troll spawn from bleeding or body parts is something entirely new. 
The creature is likely corrupted from the Badlands, making it an even greater threat. Deadfall and dry sticks are gathered to make a pyre, and after a few minutes, all the little trolls are burning. As the flames consume the bodies, the blood boils away, and the body parts turn to dust. The larger one is problematic, as it's too big to burn all at once. You are forced to cut it up into segments and burn those separately. Each time you do, the regeneration process starts again, and the piece must be quickly thrown into the fire, and the wound on the main body burned. When Arya cast Dispel Magic to break the Fell Dryad's hold over Udo, both she and the gnome were in the field of effect. One of the potions of healing given to Arya was ruined due to the spell. She dumps it out and takes some of the troll blood back with her. When not exposed to the air, the blood doesn't seem to regenerate, so sealed in a bottle it appears to be safe. Oddly enough, the vial of holy water given to Udo by the Silver Scales is also ruined by Arya's Dispel Magic spell. This is very odd as divine magic is not normally affected by a Dispel Magic spell. Certainly, holy water is not normally affected. Clearly, there is something about druidic magic that is able to counter the divinity of Vith. Udo keeps this to himself, but dumps the ruined holy water out and takes some of the troll blood as well. After several hours, it is nightfall and the pyre burns brightly. Since the swampy forest is very damp, there's no risk of the fire spreading. Arya summons some birds with her bird call whistle and feeds them some grubs and worms she found under a rotting tree stump. With a quick, druidic ritual, she makes these forest swallows her friends and they agree to guard the camp tonight while everybody rests. Davos and Gregora don't trust this at all, so it's agreed that Davos will stay up for first watch and Gregora will take second, so Davos can also rest for half of the night. The group has little food, but Arya and Neris manage to scrounge up some berries and a few of those strange minty plants. Willow trees are plentiful in the forest, and Arya carefully takes some excess bark to make a fortified tea with the bark, mint leaves, and berries. Everyone drinks the tea, which has an effect of dulling pain and relaxing the body. It is not that nourishing, but it does push back the feelings of hunger at least enough for everyone to get some sleep. Davos is still on watch when the swallows begin chirping wildly and flying through the trees. They make enough noise to wake up the entire group, and everybody wakes in time to see Captain Cove and a dozen or so militia soldiers pushing the camp. They carry several bright lanterns. Saw your fire, big and stupid. What did I tell you all? I found you. Some other cranky, horrible creatures can too. Hey, someone shot at those freaky birds. What the hell's going on here? Oh. Well, you guys saw some action. Anyone dead? Anyone dead that matters? Never mind. Get up. Let's go back to East Camp. Come on. Let's go. She doesn't wait for any objections or comments. Captain Cove simply tells the soldiers to help you all to your feet and get you all moving. She wants to leave the weasel here to die, but after some convincing by both Rollin and Arya, four of the militia soldiers agree to make a stretcher for Hollyberry and prepare to carry her out of the forest. After a quick debrief, she also orders the remains of those who were killed by the Feldryad to be brought back to East Camp for burial. Those under her command are efficient and fish them out of the lair quickly. You end up marching through the night and into the early morning, but the size of your group keeps the dangerous creatures of Boorwood and Kobar Swamp away. Shortly after dawn, you hear the sound of a halfling singing and playing a lute. You've arrived back at East Camp. The song is about how it's a crime against Vith to not drink ale early in the morning to start each day. 
Ulfur Stokes, the excommunicated cleric of Vith, meets you all at the east gate of East Camp, looking concerned. Captain Cove tells him what happened and how your group defeated the Feldriad, fought a troll, and how she found you all recovering from your rather brutal encounter. Ulfur tells you all to recover in his tent, insists on it actually, and you spend the day inside in relative comfort, resting. He and Cedric do what they can for Hollyberry, and the weasel is unconscious is conscious now, rather, but unable to move much after their ministerings. Cedric also reports that Hollyberry was pregnant when the troll ripped its way out of her, and the animal will need another day or so before she can move about on her own. Both clerics also heal the party back to full health over the course of the next day and tend to your wounds. The heat metal spell caused much damage to your gear. Pommel wrappings, leather straps are all replaced. The elven chain on Neris's backpack nearly burned its way through the leather bag and everything needs to be repaired and readjusted. Old Vincris, working with Aaron Leatherworker worked diligently for the better part of the day to get it all done. The entire camp is in a buzz about how you all killed the ghost of Boarwood and a so-called Boar Troll. Both creatures are legendary in this area. There is an energy about the camp thanks to all of your deeds, and morale among the Kobar militia has never been higher. Even Captain Cove seems cheerful, and she stopped drinking that strange turpentine alcohol that she seems to like. The soldiers here at East Camp have started calling you the Crazy Weasel Company, since rumor has it you all cut off your armor and were naked fighting that troll, and the weasel ate one and lived. That's just crazy. Okay, so you're back at East Camp. You've rested for a full day. You're all at full health. Please go ahead and change your character sheets. Hollyberry is still down for at least another day. And let's start. What are you all doing? If everyone doesn't mind, I'd like to talk to Captain Cove about um, finding Darkosis after Hollyberry is fully recovered. Food? Food! Food's good! Where's Mudden? You haven't even seen the food at the, the camp mess tent. Basic bread, there is some ale. The halfling seems, his song seems to have opened up the ale barrels early in the morning. You're all, you're all fed. I'd like to speak with Ulfur. Well, you're in his tent resting. He's taking a tent near Cedric. Do you guys think that we should, if it's going to be two days for Hollyberry to recover, could we make a trip out to somewhere, then come back in those days? Or would that not be wise? I think we could, as long as we ensure we return within two days. But really, it's kind of up to Arya. This is Arya's um, friend. I, if I were the comp, I wouldn't want some large weasel staying without its uh, translator. Yes, exactly. I think that Arya should make the decision. Well, Arya, what would you like? Well, I would really like to uh, wait for Hollyberry to um, wake up or and, and be fine. Um, and to Neris's point, I was thinking the same thing. If I weren't here, and uh, she could wreak a whole lot of havoc here in camp and uh, might be back to where she was. So um, I, I could stay back if you guys want to go 
do something for a couple of days and come back. I'm fine with that. Um, as long as you come back to me. Uh, but do know that uh, I, I kind of do know the swamp business and can... Arya, let me stop you there. We're not going to be leaving without you. Okay. That is just not an option to us. You're too valuable of a member of this group. You've proven yourself time and again. Not sure Thank we can handle that. that one out at this point. Thank you, I appreciate that. So given that you're all willing to wait for Hollyberry one more day, during that day, it's a full day at East Camp, what is everyone doing? Let's go one at a time. So Udo, you've got a full day to burn. What are you doing for that day? Udo is consuming ale. Okay, so you're spending time in the mess tent, and you're consuming bread, ale, and potatoes. There also is a potato wine. Udo is consuming ale and potato wine. Okay, no potatoes and no bread. You are just drinking. Understood. Yep. Okay, Neris, what are you doing for the day? If there's a group that's going to go out hunting for the day, Neris wants to go with them and learn what she can. If not, then Neris is going to be caring for her gear and sword and trying not to visibly worry over uh, the weasel. Okay, no problem. Next is going to be Rollin. What are you doing for the day? Well, I already spent some time here studying the monsters um, that are in this realm or in this area. And that didn't seem to help me a lot in these two fights. I didn't know the weaknesses of these monsters or anything like that. So, um, is there anywhere I could study and maybe learn some more about how to survive in this area? Anywhere so like you that? can you can spend some time talking with Arya, and she can educate you a little bit about the swamp. You're not going to be able to learn too much in a single day. And okay. the problem is, you spent time talking to a bunch of common soldiers about the monsters in this area. Yeah. And they talked a little bit about stabbing goblins in the face and shooting orcs with arrows because if orcs get close, they'll cut you down. But common soldiers, compared to your knowledge as an elf, common soldiers aren't going to be able to impart much information to you. You're just far more skilled than they are. A person to talk to would be Captain Cove who is definitely a skilled fighter and you've seen as much, but she's drunk a lot of the time. So you're not sure what's true and what's false. So unfortunately for you, you're mixing drunken rants with rumor and commoner speak and trying to find some wisdom in all of that. And it can be challenging. Okay. Well, it seems like Captain Cove is the person to hang around. So I will hang around Captain Cove. Um, and um, Captain Cove is a female, right? Yes. And I will encourage her to drink and share her knowledge with me. I will even help pay for her to drink if it's not well, expensive. Captain Cove is drinking potato wine, and Udo is drinking potato wine and ale, and you're now drinking uh, with them or sitting with them. And the halfling bard is playing his lute talking about how the best potato is liquid form. It's a song he made up on the spot because it sounds kind of strange, but it's got a good enough melody. Do we have potatoes in Elfhaven? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I will play my flute with him and um, and also help sing. Make me a music skill check, please. Okay. Is that a... I don't think that is a... You'll have a flute skill in your secondary skills. Okay. That's not a quick macro, though. 
No, unfortunately not. But you don't do it that often. So. I really don't. That's after my spells, perhaps? No. So while you're doing that, Aria, what are you doing? Oh, you found it. Okay, very good. 13. That's not great. Okay, so your roll of a 13 is a success by two. At first, you look. it looks like the halfling bard is going to ask you to stop, but then you begin to play, and he's okay with it, and he strikes up a melody with you, and you play for a good part of the morning while you both drink. All right. Success. Hurry up. What are you doing? Uh, a couple of things. So um, I imagine that I just um, picked up Bloodbeak and took Bloodbeak with me, so I'm going to have some sort of a... A ceremony for Bloodbeak. Um, I'm also going to make sure that um, we're just staying here a day. Um, I guess I'm making sure everybody has full health. I'll use all my spells um, for that. And um, I also want to um, go looking for some herbs and whatnot um, and some supplies. Um, in East Camp here to see if I can get some more things, uh, possibly a torch, uh, and maybe some other things um, for a fire, um, and just to make sure that um, the next time we uh, leave camp that we've got everything that we need. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead and add two torches to your character sheet as well as two flasks of oil, and if anything else you decide that you need basic stuff like rope or whatever, they have it here at East Camp. As far as herbs and everything else, you would have to leave the camp by yourself to do this or follow one of the patrols. So we can simply say that you've done that if you wish. Um, but let's come back to that, okay? Okay. And as far as bl- Bloodbeak is concerned, druids don't have a ritual for the death of an animal. They just let it go back to nature and rot because that feeds the plants and the cycle of nature takes over. Now, if you personally wish to do something, you can. But druids typically don't. Well, I assumed that I would, you know, take Bloodbeak and put Bloodbeak back to the earth, but I thought that I would do it in some sort of ritualistic manner. Okay, so let's say you did that actually where Bloodbeak died, and that's where Bloodbeak's okay. grave is. Okay, very good. Gregora! Well, since obviously the. There were some sort of legends in the area about the monsters that we just fought. And we could have had some information before we had fought them. I'm going to be talking around with the commoners or the soldiers in this area around East Camp about what else there might be the local demons or monsters are out there. Very good. Make me a charisma check, please. Let me know if you succeed and by how much. I got a three. She succeeded by 15 since your charisma is 18. Yeah. So you move from tent to tent. You spend some time in the mess tent. You talk to everyone in the camp that uh, you can. And uh, you get several rumors and several bits of information. Every year or so, people will sort of vanish from a patrol or even from the camp. It's assumed that they're deserters or that, you know, something happened on patrol or... Maybe they succumb to sickness. There's not a lot of investigation because everyone here is sort of a volunteer and they, they come here to defend the kingdom and eventually just meet their end here. And no one has an expectation of living 
you know, a long life as a member of the Frontier Militia. But every once in a while, what also happens is they'll find something strange. Large, rotting corpses in the swamp. They'll find masses of insects. They'll, um, they'll even encounter, you know, crane, strange creatures flying overhead high up in the sky, big enough to blot out the sun. And when this happens, everyone's already t always terrified. They'll send one of the captains or the officers to go investigate. The commoners don't like to really get involved unless they're ordered to. They're they're brave in their own way, but they're not stupid or foolhardy. And then finally, the druids do apparently come here now and then. They don't talk much and they don't really interact much with the camp. But every once in a while, they'll come and they'll make requests or demands. And there's been a little bit of tension between some of the soldiers and the druids. Not hostility per se, but it's clear the druids have certain expectations that may or may not align with what the militia is trying to do. And there are also, you hear rumors that these soldiers and old Vincris are making kingdom weapons, kingdom forged iron and steel weapons, and trading with a local indigenous tribe of lizard creatures. They call them uh, the lizards of Rush Lake. You're not sure what that means, but you know it's highly illegal to manufacture weapons as commoners, one, and two, give them to you know, people who aren't part of the kingdom. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of kingdom law here. I'm also going to ask about the, the daughter of the man who gave me that letter earlier. Um, ask if they had seen anybody with the description that was given. So when you ask this, uh, you get a couple of, of regretful no's. You get several uh, male soldiers who really wish a, a rich man's daughter would make her way out here because then they could have some fun and then they realize that you're a woman and they, they look down and they, they, they're all embarrassed at their horrible comments. Uh, but generally speaking, no one here has seen or heard anything of uh, this young woman. Okay. Alright. Davos! So... Davos is going to uh, talk to the my goodness I just had his name I was trying to remember I was, I was trying to keep track of it Old Oaks the excommunicated yep, yeah. clerk of it yes he's going to talk to Ulfur and he goes to Ulfur he, uh, I'm assuming that Ulfur is at his tent if he's not inside of it well, he's given his tent for all of you to stay in since you guys did a, a deed for the group. He's at a small tent nearby. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, so he's going to go to Ulfur and say, look, we've. I think there's a lot uh, that I need to learn about how you live out here. And I have to admit that he looks around. The church clearly doesn't have the either the knowledge of what happens out here or doesn't present that knowledge if they do have it. And Make me a charisma check, please. Okay, so he clearly he clearly doesn't like or trust you because you are from the Church of Vith and Dithir that excommunicated him. He shakes his head and he scowls and he says, come with me, I will show you this one thing and then you'll leave. And he brings you back to the back of his tent where he's pushed some of his belongings. 
and he goes to a chest and he goes to unlock it and he finds the chest is already unlocked and he's like that's curious he opens the chest and he pulls out a it looks like a book but actually it's a book cover and inside are a bunch of sheets of parchment and you can tell that he's made multiple copies of what look like letters and he's storing them in this set of bindings and rifling through them he picks a few at random and he shows them to you and they are reports about East Camp and the Kobar militia he's been doing this now for several years he makes two copies one he sends with a runner back to uh, the kingdom every uh, winter or every fall before the snows hit and the other one he keeps here and he's got several of these and he says I've been reporting yearly but the, the church knows and doesn't care because your church is horrible I I nod and I think I, I look um, I look at this with a sort of a distant look in my eye I say to him I if this is true then I'm not sure what good I can do returning to the silver scales later. If I had any pull in the kingdom, I thought that I might be able to get to allow people to serve out their sentences here. Perhaps as a way of repentance to Vith and a way to keep people safe here and in the in the kingdom. Charisma check please at plus three. Okay. Or sorry, minus three, not plus three. So that was a bonus because of what you said. So given that minus three, you're under. So he says, well, they did give me one response and it's just appalling. And he hands you a letter. And I'll summarize what the letter says. The letter thanks him for his report. Uh, and it says that the militia is ordered to retreat three days south to form a new line closer to kingdom claimed territory and the silver scales uh, uh, protected territory if the kobar militia agrees to retreat abandoning kobar swamp moving back into the kingdom proper abandoning most of the frontier the silver scales have agreed to help uh, bolster their defensive lines since they'll be within church lands and the silver scales have a mandate to protect church lands but as long as the kobar militia stays in the swamp uh, the horses can't ride there the knights can't go there so the silver scales are powerless to help and the person writing this letter implores uh, the Kobar militia and all the commanders of the Kobar militia to retreat south and abandon the swamp abandoning the people in the towns who live here apparently yes who besides these I've only been to this camp and to Kobar tower are there others who live here I, I heard that there's these lizard men who apparently conduct trade. Yeah, those those foul creatures, let them burn. Let the Badlands take them. They're corrupt anyway. But yes, there are there are small small villages, farmsteads up here. If we were to retreat south, all those families would be slaughtered. So we can't. The church wants them to come south too, and and you know act as serfs and peasants in kingdom lands and 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 live in the protection as slaves uh, no we're not abandoning this land this land is kingdom land this land is protected by vith we're not having it the militia stays no and i think that if the maybe there's 
if this is what the silver scales is response is maybe the church doesn't back their response no there's there's a possibility that the silver scales will will have more influence and allow at the very least more people to be sent up here not maybe not the silver scales guards but at least those who would serve out their sentences they can live free out here and you know the the, the old the old uh, priest just looks at you and says the people who are out here have escaped the kingdom just like I did they're here by choice and the king doesn't like that they've lost control of these people they don't pay taxes they're not subject to kingdom law they those who still follow Vith do so with faith but yeah, the kingdom doesn't like us here because they have no control. And yet we protect them. It's it's hypocrisy. Maybe my place isn't in the kingdom after all. Make me a wisdom check. Is that a... Did you roll yet? Okay, there we go. All right. Your wisdom check has a has a great level of success. You think that the letter is genuine, and you suspect Silver Scales really do want these people and the the citizens they protect to pull back. There's probably economic reasons. Obviously, these people should be paying taxes and escaping out here beyond kingdom-controlled lands where they live tax-free and at high risk is clearly an affront to the authority of the Kingdom of Vith. That being said. You're not sure exactly what's going on here. It seems like the letter was genuine and the Silver Scales is concerned about these people. It also seems like the Silver Scales understands that the militia is struggling to protect the lands and are spread too thin. But it's clear that there's two things happening here. There's probably a desire to protect the the kingdom people, get them back under kingdom rule. There's also an issue of this effectively being a quiet rebellion. Everybody up here, if they persist and they survive and the people in the frontier are able to live safe, comfortable lives, that will encourage more people to abandon the kingdom, undermining the kingdom's power base. So, Davos, you would understand this is an interesting situation. Having just quelled a a, a riot or an uprising uh, a year or so ago, you can kind of see the same thing happening here. It's just nonviolent. It's just happening slowly and quietly as people flee north and enter and build farmsteads in an area that puts them at high risk. Yes, but they're... <clears throat> I say, so that's, your, that's your insight. But, that's my but insight. Oprah is done, is done talking about this. He, he still doesn't trust you and doesn't like you because of your first charisma failure. He seems happy that you have this information now and he hopes you'll go back south and and mess up the silver scales in the church, but um, he still doesn't trust you. You're still, you are Vithier in front of him, and he wants nothing to do with you. All right, I'm going to go back to the group. Well, I'm going to go back to the tent and uh, get my. Okay. Oh, I'm actually going to the shop and I'm going to buy some stuff. So I'll, I'll pay for that. Right. Very good. If you're buying stuff, just use the player handbook prices. These people aren't trying to, you know, rip you off. In fact, you'll all have about a. 15, 20, say a 20% discount. So go ahead and, and go ahead and do that. Fill up your character sheet, the stuff that you need. Pay for it out of your uh, coin purse. I, I trust you all to be accurate there. Um, I need one person to make me a D100 roll for the day, please. 
First one will count. All right, I see legitimate muster rolling a 74. So, as you were all doing what you're doing during the day, um, you get reports of recent rains causing a landslide. Mud and rock have uncovered um, a, a bunch of stone obelisks west of East Camp, and um, a couple of, of patrol uh, people on patrol say that uh, um, among the obelisks are bones, and um, and they're all very disturbed, and they're wondering if the crazy weasel company wants to go check it out. It's only about three hours west. By chance, are there any painters or artists in this camp? No, unfortunately not. So, theoretically, if someone wanted a raging weasel painted on their axe head that is now a shield, they would have to wait or do it themselves. You you could talk so... to Udo. <laughs> yes. Udo has that talent. Udo is currently potato winding with uh, Ira and Rollin, right? Udo would be interested in this project. <laughs> interested enough that he might stop drinking. Well, first question is, did Neris go out on a hunt with that anyone, or were there no hunts today? There are basic patrols, but there are no hunts. You would have had to basically you know, trape through the swamp up to your waist or higher um, with some patrol people, which you can do, but there are no hunting parties going up tonight. In fact, right now, there some of the off-duty um, militia soldiers are tending the farms and, and pulling in some wheat and potatoes, actually. In that case, uh, Neris is going to go find Udo with a uh, project preposition. Okay. And completely ignore the fact that these bones are washing up because Neris doesn't want to go out without the party. And if Hollyberry's here, that means Ari is here. And Ari is here, that means we're here. Okay. Is anybody going to pursue this um, request to go investigate these stone obelisks and bones Udo's going to spend time spend time sobering up looking for painting materials and then he's going to paint uh, on the shield I so, would I would like to investigate stuff and uh, what about the landslide again I didn't catch it so there was a landslide in a nearby area of hills the hills that you guys came through here actually just a little south of of where you guys were and it uncovered some stone obelisks and some old uh, bones that were in between these standing stones and it seems strange it seems mysterious and the patrols are avoiding it they, they want to know if you guys want to check it out for them yeah if you don't they'll send one of the officers but i'll go investigate that okay so gregor is going to go anybody else going with her i can help davos is going with her uh, Rowan, you're drinking with Udo. Oh, that's um, true. Okay, yeah. And you're putting your All at the same time. Right. 
So, Gregora and Davos, make me two D100 rolls, please. Tell me which one of you is lower and what the number is. I got nine. All right. So, so Davos, you agree to lead one of the patrols back to the area. And, oh, wait. And Gregora is going with you. You rolled a nine. Um, Never mind. I needed to roll two D100s. No, just one. Oh. Just one. Oh. So I won one each. My, I said that wrong. Um, but Davos, once again, since Gregor is in the group, all of the soldiers just defer to her. They're asking her what to do. They're following behind her. You're in charge, but they're paying all their attention to her. It isn't just her charisma. She's in plate armor. She's got a holy sword, a vith at her side. She looks regal and knightly. They think she's a kingdom noble come to help them. And while you're a priest worthy of respect, they are just drawn to her. And you both get to this ancient stone ring. Um, and you notice that, yes, there was a landslide and, and this area was uncovered. And oddly enough, these stones have markings on them. And the bones look like maybe a, a bunch of animal sacrifices were here. Both of you make me your religious lore checks if you have them. I know you do, Davos. So go ahead and make that roll. And... Gregora, just make me a oh. D100 or a D20 okay. roll, unskilled check. I mean, I should know my own religion. You do. This isn't actually your religion, but I got an eight. Eight, okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, is that better? Um, lower is better in this case. So unfortunately, Davos. Oh, okay. So Davos fails on his lore ancient church of Vith to try and figure out if this is any way tied to his church. But your archaeology role is quite good. And you can tell that this place, these standing stones, was an ancient forest ring. Probably very, very old. Maybe even dating back to Starfall. And it has what you think are symbols of Frey or possibly Druidic symbols on it. And this is probably a very, very old Druid or Church of Frey ring that was covered up recently. The bones don't look that old and the landslide simply cleared it. So there's nothing evil here. It's probably a place where some primitives came to worship, maybe some tribal people that were in this area after Starfall when things were falling apart. But it's just, it's gone unused for many centuries. Right, but the bones are newer, right? They are, but probably in the, on the order of maybe a couple of decades, really. So, and these hills are pretty unstable with the swamp water and the rains here. So this, this place has probably been covered up with uh, dirt several times and washed away several times. What kind of bones are there with that healing check? All right, I'm going to give that to you. They are definitely animal bones. Okay, thank you. Is, is there anything other than rock and rubble? Do we see anything shiny if we, in the light? No. It's clear that because these rocks had markings and this was out of, this was strange. The locals were concerned about it. They're commoners. They, they see something like this, they freak out. But you're convinced this is no big deal. I speak okay. to them. I say, this is, this is simply old, long, ancient ruins from primitive peoples long before Vith came to this part of the world. 
you don't have to worry too much. And if you are concerned, we can, I can ask my friend Arya if, if she has any knowledge of this place, but I doubt that anything here is newer or has to do with human worship or human uh, sacrifice. These bones are animal bones, not not human bones. There's nothing to worry about. Your patrols can go through these parts unaccosted. Although the landslide may have caught, may be uh, an indicator that this land isn't stable, but I'm not sure you would know more about that than I. Christmas check, please, at minus six. Nice. And obviously I would back him up on this. Mm. <laughs> oh, that so sucks. Six is an 11. Bad which roll. Which is under your charisma. They look reassured and they say, okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Sir Davos. We will uh, we will not worry about this then. Your assurances are, are noted. You're uh, lucky. Thank Gregora. Gregora doesn't have to say much, but they thank her anyway several times. In fact, they circle around her thanking her over and over and over again after <gasps> we thank Davos and you all come back to camp. Wow. All right, so it's been a day. Udo, are you uh, painting some stuff for, um, or drawing some stuff for Neris? I am. I am painting a um, a weasel on the shield and um, making it as as fitting a tribute as I possibly can to this this weasel who uh, had. Uh, had well may have been a mother very soon and wasn't and so I'm I'm uh, trying to uh, kind of um, show some of that in there um, show power and and um, strength and um, the loyalty that she showed to our group and, and all of those things in my in my painting Okay, so go ahead and make me your drawing roll, please. Use your character sheet and see how you do. Okay, you succeed by two. Make me a second roll, please. Okay. So you get the paint on, you paint this on the shield, but you realize that um, it's probably not going to last very long. The way Neris uses this thing, painting on metal doesn't really go well. Um, old then Chris comes over and says, you know, we could engrave that instead. That's a nice drawing there. You have a picture of Hollyberry sort of attacking, sort of jumping out of the shield. And then behind it, you've got sort of figures that represent everybody in the group. Like the group is ready to go, but Hollyberry is out front, just sort of protecting everyone and destroying whatever the group is facing. But you know, the paint's going to rub off the shield the moment she starts using it. Udo says, "Well, yeah, uh, uh, engraving would be wonderful. Could we? How would we? Um, could we? Could we do that? I, I don't have the tools for that." Okay, uh, go ahead, Udo, and make me a d20 roll, please. This will be an intelligence check. You're going to be at plus six. 
10, uh, uh, sorry, plus six. Okay, so, uh, sorry, you're 22. So, Old Incris tries to teach you very quickly how to do the engraving. He shows you some stuff on how you can use a, uh, a hardened metal file and a chisel against metal, and it just doesn't seem to make much sense. It's not like tailoring, it's not like drawing. And Old Incris says, well, I could just do it for you if you want. You don't seem to understand how to do it. I would appreciate it if you could. Okay. He says, well, it'll take me best part of the evening, but will she leave the shield with me? And she, he looks over at Neris. Aye, so long as it still comes back sharp. And Neris kind of trickles to herself. Yep, he says, yep, that's fine. Alright, so I'm going to make his check. And old Vincris rolls a nat one. So Neris, when you come back, he has perfectly engraved Udo's drawing into the shield to the point where when the shield moves back and forth, it almost looks like Holly Berry's moving in three dimensions. The light hits it differently and the engraving is such that it almost seems like the shield's alive now with this fearsome weasel standing behind these somewhat nondescript, but probably the rest of you group, and it looks quite impressive. I thank him profusely and give him two gold, complimenting his craftsmanship and in awe, just kind of bobbing my head side to side, looking at how the engraving moves when I move. So he looks at the two gold, he looks at you, he looks at the shield, and he says, yep, and then he goes back to his forge. Udo I says, scoop up the shield and merrily bound back to wherever Udo is. The happiest Nerys has been in, like, the last two weeks to show him my new shield. Udo looks at Udo, you can. I could never have done... I could never have done that. Udo, you can replicate this emblem for the crazy weasel company whenever you like. Oh, cool. Alright, so it's been a full day, and... Holly Berry is now up and around. She's moving back and forth. She's quite happy to see you, Arya. Uh, who was it that cut her open to pull the troll out? That was you, right, Rowan? Who cut Holly Berry open? Yep. Yeah. It was you, Rowan? Rowan, okay. charisma, check, charisma check, please, at plus 10. Yeah. Sounds like you're setting me up to fail here, DM. Nine. So <laughs> you passed a base one, but you failed. Holly Berry uh, thinks of you now as an enemy, and the only reason she's not attacking is because Arya has basically ordered her not to. Because you hurt her, she doesn't understand. Troll inside, troll come out. You cut her open to get the troll out that was going to burst out of her anyway. She's quite confused, and for the time being, she does not trust you at all. It's okay. As long as she's alive, that's all I care about. You'll just need to be careful around Hollyberry. Okay. Alright. So what is the group doing? It is now the next day. I see you've got your spells all set. Everybody's in max health. What's happening? Finding Gregora to see if she figured out where we go to meet this Axe fellow. Axe fellow. Ah, yes. Are you going to see Davos first or the Druids first? I 
Davos is here, so probably gonna see him first. Not, not Davos, I'm sorry. Um, not Darkhorses first, or the Druids first? I would like to see Darkhorses <laughs> first, if everyone agrees. Sure. Yeah, that sounds fun. I think I might have to... I think I need to have a drink of wine before I can handle this voice, though. <laughs> I entirely forgot about this. Make that two votes, two <laughs> votes for seeing the Axeman before the Druids. I suppose I can see the Dark Horses first. Are you? I know you would like to see the druids, but it may not be the best idea right now to bring two people of Vith right over to see the druids. Can we do both? We can do both. See the axe man and the druids, then the druids? I think that I would like that to see the That is the plan. Too. We do need to see both of them. Yeah. Acquire information. So, Ira tells you that Dark Horses is close to the Badlands, so if you go to see him, he's gonna take you right to the Badlands if you make him happy. And you'll be How leaving. do we make him happy? Just by giving him an axe? Well, if you've got a nice axe, he's always talking about an axe. He lost one in a cliff. Sad story. Devo says we should see the Druids then. We, we do need to see them first. We don't want to go directly to the Badlands. The Druids have more information for us. Perhaps something that we don't have Maybe they'll be able to give us troops or, or some help. Okay, hi. Alright, let's do it. Onward. So what's gonna be? Dark horses or the druids? Druids. Druids. Then dark horses. Dark horses. Okay. Cedric gives you directions and you are told to go southeast sorry, southwest rather. Um from East Camp, and you'll be going around a lake called Rush Lake. The several in the camp warn you to avoid the lizards who live there. They're generally not hostile, but if you go into their territory, they can react badly. So they, they warn you that outsiders are not welcome. They have a very tricky relationship with the druids and with the lizard folk, but they're not going to know you because you're not militia, so. I actually, before we leave, Arya, we did discover something yesterday. I don't think it is of any consequence, but maybe maybe you'll have more insight into it than we did. I thought it might be some sort of druid worship ring or something, perhaps, that your people had lost. Maybe they'd like to know of it. Would you like to come and see that first? Uh, DM, would I be able to uh, glean from just Davos explaining to me, or do I need to go see it? Davos, make me an intelligence check. Arya, make me an intelligence check. Davos for conveying what he saw, and Arya for interpreting it. Arya rolls 12 or lower, 16. and Davos rolls 12. Try and use the macros. I, I have to look up your intelligence here, which is 13. So, Davos, you do a good job explaining it. Arya, unfortunately, he doesn't know druidic symbols. You get the impression it might be maybe a, a, a ring of uh, that was used for forest worship for Frey, possibly druids, but it seems like it's pretty old. 
you're 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 not convinced and you're not sure what it is based on his description. And honestly, you don't seem like it sounds too interesting. It's old. There's animal bones there, but it's under a landslide. There's probably more to the site that you could possibly dig up and find out more information about it, but it would take some time. If you go there, though, you might be able to get more information. Or you could probably ask the druids in the area if you're really curious. Okay. So since we're going over to the druids, maybe that can be explained again by Davos to them. And maybe, because I don't know what's going on, maybe they will. Alright, I think that's a good plan. Okay. So, moving southwest from East Camp, you reach a body of water after several hours of water. I was actually talking, sorry. I said, no, I think we want to investigate it first. Maybe, if if you're not sure what it is, maybe Rollin will know. Okay. Okay. Whatever you say, Davos, let's go. Short, short distance. Okay, so you head three hours west of East Camp, um, away from Rush Lake, but you can circle back to it. And you come across where the obelisks are sticking out of the ground. Um, some of the bones have been moved. Looks like the militia has been back here, sort of moving things around. Since you said it was safe, they've been investigating, poking about, seeing if anything of value. There clearly isn't, but... Aria, the moment you see the site, you realize it's a stone calendar. Um, The trees have grown up around it, and the swamp in the forest has changed over the years. But this is a calendar that marks the summer solstice, the winter solstice, um, sorry, the spring solstice, winter solstice, several other important druidic dates. It looks very, very old, and it's pretty small. Uh, it, it almost looks like there was maybe a small conclave here at one point, or at least some druids came here to worship. It's definitely druidic. Ooh, Ari is excited, and she's going to relay this. And I will look around even more. So, okay, so I'm seeing something druidic. It's a calendar that's exciting. Anything else I notice? Yeah, it's easily... Three to four hundred years old because the growth in the area and several layers of soil um, have, have grown up. The obelisk would probably be six to seven feet taller than what you're seeing sticking out of the ground, which is only four to five feet. They're probably 12 feet tall and um, much more impressive you if you were to dig down. It looks like maybe people have come here to sacrifice animals or butcher animals. There are bones all over the place, but they're not at the actual site, which is about six feet below where you're standing. So on top of this is six feet of growth and soil dating the site. And and once our area tells you this, Davos, you realize this site is probably eight, nine hundred years old, maybe a thousand years old or more or more. Yeah, this is this is quite impressive. I mean I, I'm not that interested in druidic information, but it does show how much older the area is and how many people may have lived here long ago. And how my people have um, have have utilized this area and have been here for a while. Perhaps the druids would be interested in this. Maybe this is information to trade with them. 
Absolutely. Okay. Very well. Let's let's leave this place now that we know it's it's relatively <laughs> safe, and perhaps we got something out of this after all. Let's go to the druids. Okay, you mark this um, in your minds at least where this is. You understand the landforms around here. It's pretty much directly west of East Camp. So if you had to find it again, you easily could. And obviously, Davos brought you here, so you all know the location now. So you move directly south, and then you you hit Reed Lake and you're sorry, Rush Lake rather, and you're forced to move around Rush Lake. Um, the swamp here is very very dispersed. And it's now about midday. You spent about five hours, six hours, sort of walking around this part of the swamp. It's it's hot, it's humid, the bugs are back. It's kind of miserable, but you make fairly good time with Arya leading the way. It is difficult to tell where the swamp water ends and where Rush Lake begins. You're forced to track back a few times, move back and forth. There are game trails and areas where the grass is low, but moving is difficult for several hours do your best to avoid walking into both the swamp and the lake and submerging yourselves like almost happened with the wisp uh, and you find the land very difficult to pass aria has knowledge to lead you through but even she's struggling as a druid this is pretty treacherous terrain you move back and forth for several hours and you come to a rocky area next to the lake that rises several feet above the swamp from this rocky area, you can see this elevated position. Um, you can see that there is indeed a very large lake. You can now see where the swamp is and the lake itself to the west of you. And it's surrounded by patches of swamp on all sides. So um, from the elevated position, you gain some understanding as to where to go next. And Aria points clearly where you all need to walk to circumvent Rush Lake and get to where the druids apparently are. Cedric's instructions weren't all that good. It's clear he hasn't really been down here. He knows roughly where they are, but he's probably never actually visited the Druids. You also see, standing up here, what looks like a cabin, um, sort of southwest of your position, along another rocky outcropping on the edge of the lake. The elevated land the cabin sits on is about two miles away, and you would have completely missed it if you hadn't gone up on this small rise to look out over the lake. It's very well concealed in almost a, a partial grove of trees that grow low but thick in the swamp. You could uh, get to this cabin if you uh, were to circumvent the lake for about a mile and a half to two miles, um, but it will take you maybe a mile out of your way. Mm, too bad we didn't have a blood beak. Uh, what do you think, Davos? Just looks a little bit sad when she says that, and then um, I think we'll need to avoid the avoid the lake and avoid these people. I don't want to cause issues between them and the frontier militia. If we can avoid it. So it's pretty clear this is not one of the lizard folk, although apparently the lizard folk live in this lake. They don't live in um, wooden cabins with stone chimneys. And Rowan, your elven eyes can see very, very well, and you can clearly see this is a, a decent construction. It's, it's a simple cabin, but someone brought lumber here or milled it themselves. There's a stone a chimney, and you can even smell what smells like cooking fish 
So Even um, from two miles away. Yeah, from two miles away. So I will tell the group that I smell someone cooking. Perhaps maybe we could go see them. We also maybe could get some maybe cooking supplies from them and barter with them because although I love Udo's cooking, I am a little tired of cheesy mint. Um, so it might be a good thing to go over there and check it out. You, what do you guys think? Tired of my mint ah, cheesy? Uh, oh. I just, I think that Udo, you have a huge cooking palette that you can work with and just focusing on cheesy mint is just limiting you. We need to let you blossom and grow. Well, I appreciate that, but I, I haven't perfected the recipe yet. <laughs> we have plenty of time to practice it, and um, I I also obtained some more garlic from the town, so oh. we can... Yeah, yeah. You're in for a treat. <laughs> Gregora, the militia did mem- mention farmsteads out here, although... There's no farm here, it's just a little cabin, so this seems a little out of place, but it could be one of those isolated communities or maybe just an isolated family that was mentioned to you when you talked to all of the soldiers at East Camp. I don't think it's much of a problem. Um, what I was talking to other people about this. Uh, it just might be a family out in the woods. I don't think we should be too worried about it. Yes, then let's not spend too much time worrying about it then let's let's go through i had worried that perhaps it was one of the lizard people or perhaps it they had taken shelter in one of these huts but if not davos you don't think it would be wise to go speak with them and see if they have any information hmm. good point You're the leader it's up to you Uh, from here, I can't. We can't see any any symbol of Vith or any symbol of the kingdom at all. Well, Vith specifically. Right? Do I see that with my elven eyes, DM? So you have the best vision in the group. You don't see any specific symbols of any religion. Uh, just a a lumbered cabin. It's rough hewn logs, but there are some lumber. You can see windows, a door. There is definitely masonry work. So this is something that was built purposefully. Not just thrown together quickly. And clearly not druidic. No. Right. But living close to the druids. Uh, you're still probably a day away from the druids, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't I just go over and check it out for us? Why don't I just go? And, and what's the time of day? Um, early afternoon. Oh, oh, great. Okay. So it's not like it's nighttime. Udo, can you uh, perform the reconnoitre? I can go check it out. I can go check it out. Yeah, I just probably get my feet wet. I, I'm not as good at picking my way around these places as as Arya is, but that's okay. I can. I can. My feet will dry. Those new boots should treat you proper, aren't they? Waterproof. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to try that yet. Uh, I've done a pretty good job of staying out of the water because I've been following Arya. Uh, I could go with you, Udo. Oh, I, I suppose you could. I suppose you could. Uh, uh, Neris, uh, 
Would you like to uh, keep an eye out for uh, Hollyberry? And uh, I don't know though. I'm afraid to keep her here by herself with with Rollin. Oh. I mean, I'm pretty sure she could make food of me, but I can stay here if that's what you're asking. I think that it'd be best if you stay here, Arya, simply because Udo is much better moving on his own. Not I can quiet. go as fast as I can go, and I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. Alright, I'll stay back just in case. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Udo. Okay. Hollyberry cannot come with us? Well, she, I mean, she could, but... You know, she's not, she's not as well yet. Good at the. Uh... Bear's with you. She's with the group, but if she's left there without Arya, she'll probably try and eat you, Ron. Can we? Can we all just go together and then have Udo? Like, we'll stand in the trees while we're close by, and then have Udo go in. Like, we don't have to wait two miles apart from Udo. You know, like maybe we'll stay in the trees and Udo can go check it out. Would that be okay? Mm-hmm. Because two miles with Udo's tiny feet, it might take him an hour and a half to get there. It'll take me, it'll take me fifteen <laughs> minutes to get there. Come on, <laughs> Neris, with no concept of time, nods to both of them. <laughs> Davos, uh, I'm realizing how far away this is because I didn't think it was two hours away. Okay, two it'll miles. take me twenty minutes Fine. to get there. Fine. Fine. So an hour with human feet, if you're walking. He's or going, if you're a DM Trigvi, you know, he does a four-minute mile, of course. So, eight minutes. I've never done a four-minute mile. That'd be amazing. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so Davos, is, uh, I'm realizing how far away it is. He says, we we should all go then. We should go up until uh, we have some concept of how far away it is. Or uh, we're much closer. And Udo can scout ahead when he's you know, at least three to five bow shots away. What's the plan? Let's do that. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's go. YOLO. Okay. okay, so you all move around Rush Lake. You get to within several hundred feet of the house, the cabin. It is built on a stone rise. There's there's several areas here where there's actual dirt and earth, and it's not swamp. The location was chosen carefully. It's clear that this, the lake and the swamp will flood when the rains are heavy, and there have been recently some heavy rains. The water level is still about six feet from the cabin, so it doesn't look like where it's built, it will flood. So whoever built it clearly knew what they were doing. Um, from this vantage point, you can't see much it's mostly covered. Udo, you're going to head in by yourself, correct? Yep. Okay. You move through the swamp very quietly. Everybody notices that when Udo walks now, he makes absolutely no noise with his feet. They are completely silent. In fact, he's almost arrogant about it, and he can step on a twig, and the twig, when it breaks, is silent. At any rate, he moves over to the house, staying concealed. Go ahead and make me a move silent roll just for um, 
sake of doing it, and a hide and shadows roll. I assume you're doing this concealed. So your move silently fail, but it doesn't matter. Your hide and shadows is going to be a success, even though it says failure, because you have the bonus of terrain giving you concealment. And you get within about 60 feet of the, of the cabin. You can see that there is an outdoor stove that's not currently on. There are some racks where fish from the lake are drying. And there are a bunch of flower bushes, rose bushes maybe, hard to tell. You're close enough that you can smell them, but um, they're in the process of growing and uh, most of them aren't flowering yet, but a few are. And there's clearly someone inside the home. There's smoke coming out of the chimney from the uh, clearly the fireplace. The home looks like it was created out of local wood, carefully prepared. Some time was taken. There was also some lumber that was obviously milled. And the stone looks like it was taken from this uh, outcropping, this, this embankment here, and, and created the, the, the fireplace hearth. How tall is the door? The door is seven feet tall, standard door size. Okay. And what do the stones look like? Are they just rough stones, or have they been cut? Rough stones, uh, but there is masonry between them, so... Okay. Udo's going to... Are there any windows? There are. Okay, then Udo's going to work his way around carefully and try to look through the windows, but not actually go up to the windows. Okay, make me another hide-in-shadows check to move between the tree line and the cabin. All of the trees around the cabin have been removed, aside from the bushes and everything else. All right, so uh, the moment you get out of the tree line and you begin to move towards the house, um, you hear someone from inside the house say, Hello, friend. Uh, I'll be out there in a minute. Oh, um, hi. And he waves and stops trying to hide in shadows and just kind of walks over towards the front door. Can we see that? You can see Udo walking through the front door. You can also see that, uh, and you see this as well, Udo, there's now a man standing in the front door. Average height, human, crooked nose. He's holding a crossbow, and he's like, uh, so you're wandering the swamp, and you decided to come say hello. What well, hello. On, what does his face on. look like? Uh, it's it's middle-aged, a lot, of, a lot of lines. He's got bags under his eyes. Um, he's missing a chunk out of his left ear. Um, looks like he may have had a disease, or, or maybe the, the ear was cut off in a fight um, the whole ear is not missing but a good chunk of it is uh, crooked nose average height um, seems fit enough it's clear he's been out here living here for a while he's not dirty but his clothes are older um, he doesn't have any weird scars or anything on his face no no just a chunk out of his ear and um, he looks a little haggard he seems pleasant enough though he says uh, who might you be friend gnome right you're a gnome I'm a gnome my name is Udo I, mm. While this is happening, I tap on Gregora's shoulder and I point up there and I like motion walking. <laughs> Gregora's going to be like, and then she's going to like try to follow what Davos is like motion walking. All right, so you guys are all going to sort of follow Udo and move towards the cabin. I just asked Gregor, Gregor only to go up there. That's effectively what I'm trying to say. Okay, then Gregor is going to like slowly sneak over there. Actually, no, she's not going to move because she's going to make a bunch of noise. 
Udo looks at the guy Gregor's and says, just going to be like... Udo says, um, do you, do you get a lot of visitors here? He's like, nope. And he takes the crossbow, the heavy crossbow, and puts it up on his hip and it's like, uh, you don't seem like you're here to make some trouble, so sorry that this is loaded. And he's like, oh, and this one. And he reaches down by the door and he has a second heavy crossbow also loaded. And he's like, you know, you can't be too careful. I keep this one by the bed and this one by the door. You understand? I do. Um, what what troubles do you do you have that requires such um, um, artillery? It's like, well, the lizard folk and I have an arrangement, so that's good. But uh, oh, and I'm, my name is Garth, by the way, Garth of Dunshire. Although I ain't from Dunshire anymore, Dunshire is a long way south. We're and uh, lizard folk, lizard folk, and I are good, but uh, those god's damn druids just can't be too careful. They come poking around, a couple of heavy crossbows like this, they they poke around somewhere else. I've never had to shoot one yet, but uh, they're a nosy bunch. They don't like me being out here, but it's a free country. Oh, very free, very free. Yes. Um, uh, just so you know, I have I have a group of friends here behind me. They we we didn't know what your um, your cabin was, and we were a bit surprised to see it. So I came ahead. Don't be surprised if they follow up. They they you know they they sent me in first. Smaller you know. They made you scout and take all the risk. Well, I mean, I I volunteered. Why would you volunteer? You could have got two crossbow bolts on your face. Ah. It, I'm a pretty difficult shot. Look how small I am. Mm-hmm. I can shoot. I can shoot swamp rats. I can shoot birds. I can shoot little gnomes. I don't want to shoot you, and uh, I won't shoot you. But uh, you should have been more careful next time. Just approach and and just be neighborly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, we. You know. Come you on, Mayor's Land. You announce. You announce yourself. That's courtesy. Well, it depends on whose land it is. Some people. Have a, well, um, they just, generally they might shoot first and then greet you. I'm appreciative of of your, um, greet then shoot attitude. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to just waste a crossbow bolt. You wouldn't do that either, right? And then he laughs. Uh, (laughs) He's trying to, he's trying to be nice. Uh, and you are too. Make me a charisma check. He seems to like you. I'm going to give you a minus two. You are well under, and he's laughing with you, and it's it's actual laughter. He found his joke and your response to it to be acceptable, and you are laughing together at his rather poor joke. Uh, may I may I call my may I call my friends up? Yep, and you can let them know that I won't shoot them unless they you know aren't civilized. Oh, they're 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 well they're mostly civilized, I guess. Uh, he turns around and says, "Hey, it, it's okay. Uh, you can you can come up." Davos uh, stands up and starts walking up there. Rollin oh. waltzes over in a very elven fashion. Neris mockingly follows Rollin <laughs> like a little gremlin. Ju- <laughs> Perfect. Davos has his hands uh, <laughs> open facing the, facing the- <laughs> Udo 
Udo <laughs> turns bright red as this is all happening. He goes, I'm sorry, they aren't usually like this, but oh, this is this is something. Uh, well, we, we've been sitting in the woods just drinking this mead. And... Aria, I Who's assume you and Hollyberry are coming as well? Yes. Okay. So, Garth looks at you, Udo, and because you passed a charisma check, he's just going to be friendly, and he says, I can see why they sent you first. Because they a bunch of clowns. A bunch of clowns. Clowns in armor clanking around. Yeah, yeah, I, I see y'all out there, and and one y'all has an animal. That's a big animal. Yep, that's that's Hollyberry. Well, we're very nice people. I see. Well, you should know that I'm nice people too. But if you uh, don't respect a man's land and his freedom, then these crossbows go through that armor, no problem. I respect both. Yes. Make me a charisma check, Gregora. Give us liberty or death. Neris looks at the thickness of her shield and then looks at Gregora's play armor, but doesn't say a thing. A yeah, Gregora passes everything. Uh, and, and lady in the armor, uh, uh, I respect you too. You are welcome on my land. I'm Garth. Garth of this place. I'm Gregora, and Garth... How are you out here by yourself? I it's choose amazing. to be. I choose to be free. Well, Garth the Frontier, I am Davos. Uh, a cleric of the church sent not for these lands, but to much farther north of here. We don't, we don't do religion on my land, you understand? We don't do druids. We don't do clerics. And we don't do Vith. You're welcome here, but you keep that Vith to you. I'll respect you and your decisions, and keep my quiet, uh, keep my beliefs to myself. Then and he's like, "What's your what's your name?" He's like, "Doesn't matter. I, I've already forgotten. You're just going to be cleric, okay? You're cleric. That's Gregora over there. I remember her, and that's Udo. It's too many of you, so you're just cleric. And who's the elf?" I am the noble Rollin of Elfhaven. Udo smacks his forehead. Make me a charisma check at plus two, Rollin. Uh oh. Okay. Oh, nice. One. Right, but not one. So even with plus two, he looks at you and says, uh, We don't do nobles here either, but maybe elves are different. You're an interesting one. Uh, don't know too many elves, but uh, you can be noble here in my on my land as long as you just keep that noble to yourself. Uh, but uh, maybe you can tell me about that noble later. Uh, You'll get no trouble from me. Rollin. Okay. I, I got your name, uh, young woman. Can elves be young? I don't know. but I'm very old, but, you know, young when it matters. Just... I apologize. You never ask a woman her age. <laughs> and who's the little one? Is that is that your daughter? Pointing over at Neris. Yeah, my name's Tracy. That's that's. This that's is not, one of that's... our greatest combatants, the knife child, Neris. <laughs> your name Mom. is Knife. 
knife child. You don't give a child doing knife. the weird thing again. You don't give a child a knife. That's not. That's just not good. Udo, Udo, uh, are you in charge of these people? They gave oh, the child a knife. Oh She's God. got two knives. Is her is her shield a knife? It it is. Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Neris holds her shield out and beams with pride. No, it's an axe head. Um. This is Neris. She is not a child. She is not a child. Looking at, at Neris holding out her axe shield. He says, Gregora, Gregora, you are a beauty and you are welcome on my land, but your little knife child, I don't even want to know her name. I've already forgotten her name. She's just a little knifey child and... As long as she does her real knifey stuff away from me, I got no problem. But I got under my eye on her. She looks, uh, she looks like trouble. She is trouble to foes, but you are no foe to us. She has a lot of swords. She she does a lot of fighting with fighting. swords. <laughs> I don't know where you all are from, but I don't let my children fight for me. <laughs> Not when they're two or three feet tall, uh, but that's okay. And, and who's the who's the the fox lady? Well, that's not a fox. What is that? That's a big animal. It's a it's a weasel. Um, that weasels ain't that big. Well, this one's special. It's it's just a large dog. It's it's not though. <laughs> a large hairy dog. But it's clearly so, not a dog. Garth, Garth looks at Udo and says. Is the pretty one a little touched in the head? I, I normally know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Y'all are strange. You're still welcome, but strange. But 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 animal lady, who are you? We do introductions here. We're civilized. Yes, uh, I'm a cleric of Frey, and uh, this is my animal friend, and we're just um along with this group here to see what's going on here in the swamp. All right, so you're Frey Lady with a dot dog. That's fine. Uh, you're all welcome. Would you like some... Would you like some fish? I'm cooking up fish. Lots of fish in in, in Rush Lake. I guess we love... I've, I have this wonderful recipe for a, a, a mint cheese that goes well with most proteins, and I think that it could really really do something for your fish dish. If you'd like to try it, I, I could whip something up. I haven't had cheese in a long time. I don't like the idea of mint cheese, but if you got some cheese, I'll take some cheese, and I'll give you some fish. Udo, weren't you talking about a taco? I remember a couple of weeks ago you might have been talking about a taco. A what now? I am not sure what that is, but it sounds intriguing. If only we could, I don't know, create some sort of soft bread to to hold fish with. Fish in soft bread, possibly with cheese. Mushroom bread. Are you all talking about eating the fish people? No, no, no. Think, think about this. What if there was a flat, soft bread that we could wrap around other food? It's in yeah, your hand. You don't need like to waste shell. bread wrapping it around food. 
Debbie, that'd be called a, sa- a sandwich, uh, Frandudo. But uh, I have I have some mushroom mushroom bread here. But uh, uh, getting flour is difficult out this way. Don't get many traders here. But uh, before we before we all sit down and eat, and, and I got I got some food for y'all. What are you doing here? There's a bunch of you. You look like you're ready for some trouble. We're we're passing. fishing. Nara says. We're heading north. Far beyond this swampland. We're looking for Druid, a voice behind Nera says. Well, eventually, uh, actually, we're eventually going to head wait, up wait, into wait. the... Uh, the, ch- the, child, the child's looking for Druids? You don't want to see those Druids. Those Druids are... Those Druids are... They're trouble. And you're going north? North is death. This is about as far north as I want to go. Well, Any it's going to be for somebody, but it's not going to be for us. We're going to make a lot of money up there. You can't spend it if you're dead, friend gnome. Friend Udo. I... We're not gonna die. Wait. A voice behind Neris. Only the living person gets to spend it. Only one has to live. Wait a minute. Uh, the child's talking weird stuff, but did you say you wanted money? Oh, I love money. It's my favorite... Well, it's my second favorite thing. Well... I have a proposition for you then, since you're in the area. Uh, are, you're you're a fighting group, right? Even that child looks like she fights. Do you fight, child? We we are not a fighting group per se. I mean, we can well, be there, for the right there price. Is evil, there is an evil creature here who is causing me no end of trouble, and I have been able to take it down. It it, it it's it's too much for me, but uh, maybe you all could could do do me a solid and then uh, eat some fish and you'd have my mushroom bread and my jam and then we'll talk price and it's not related to the druids at all is it well no the, the druids don't deal with it either what the sort of or protecting it then what sort no, of not as... creature well it's big it's mean it's tall and it's got only one eye in the middle of its head why does it? I know what happened to its other eye? Like it's only born with one eye, one big, evil, mean eye, and it comes here and it throws rocks at my cabin, and I got to replace it. Apparently, I built my cabin on its land. It has some cave. All around the cave are skulls on sticks. I, I, I tried to shoot it a couple of times, but yeah. And it just—it hasn't come to chase you off. Oh, it's—it's it's tried. It, I shoot it. It comes here, I, and I shoot it, and then it runs off. I tried to shoot it in his one eye. Rigor whispers to Neris, I think we're going to have to take care of that. You know what it is? And DM question, would any of us know what this is? I No, meta-wise, we probably do. Yeah. None of you have ever encountered this before. The only one who might have a clue about this would be Arya. I don't believe Come it's on. all Not even Neris looks up to Gregora. I don't need to know what it is, only need to know if it bleeds. My magical lore probably does. I've been studying monsters and listening to this drunk bitch for so long, and now Sigh. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting for more than quite a while. Well, like, Come apparently- on, I'm, I'm like 500 years old, I don't know what a freaking cyclops is. Apparently it throws Ooh. rocks, but it only has one eye, so it probably can't hit anything. This probably will be easy. We just have to go up to it and tell it 
that our name is nobody and it will go <laughs> down and die. That's it. A voice behind Neris. Why kill it if it's not evil? What if it honestly lives here? Oh, it's evil. It's got one big evil eye and it throws rocks at my cabin and I'm just here trying to make a living free. Are there human skulls up on the posts? Probably. I don't get too close. It's got a big cave it lives in and it puts all kinds of skulls on sticks. I, That's why, Arya. We'll check out the skulls and we won't kill the creature if it's just animals. She says that the, Gregor says this quietly to Arya, not letting the other person hear. Okay. Are we gonna go say hello to the thing? Does it also do the whole live free thing? Neris looks at the man who's talking about this creature with apparently an eye and heads on a stick and throws stuff. I don't know. If it lives free, it doesn't let me live free, so it's 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 clearly bad in my book. You know, I've shot it a couple of times. It it's tough, tough. It runs off. Well, you were saying that maybe we could come to some sort of an agreement about uh, taking care of this problem for you. Uh, I'd I'd love to talk with you a little bit more about that part of the uh, the, the deal. Well, if you're agreeing to take care of this evil uh, ne'er do well here in my swamp, then uh, we're in the negotiation phase, and I negotiate best. If my belly's full of food, allow me to go get some bread, some jam. I got honey, and I got a whole bunch of fish. And he goes into the house. Um, he puts one crossbow by the door. He uh, latches one to his belt. Then he kind of hangs there almost down to his feet because the thing is massive. And he comes out with platters of fish that he's cooking inside, as well as honey, jam, a strange-looking bread that looks more like roasted mushrooms than actual bread, but uh, it smells good. And he puts it all on a looks like a wooden table outside, and he's planning to eat right out here in the swamp. Oh, nice! This is this is fantastic. Uda's eating some fish. He's like, this is very good. Very good. And as you eat, he eats, and he goes, "We've just broken some bread together, so uh, we can now negotiate." So, here's what I propose: you kill this one-eyed monstrosity that's causing me no end trouble, and I'll give you. Well, first of all, I will help you kill it. I've got stuff here that I, I give to the lizard folk. It takes down some of those big fish in the in the lake, the really big fish with one javelin. I got it on my crossbow bolts here, and I even got it on my sword. This stuff is a lethal poison, and it'll kill anything it hits. Although, I hit the creature, and it hurt the creature, and it, it almost killed it, but it, it, if you hit it a couple of times, I bet it'll die. But anyway, I'll, I'll give you that poison on all your weapons. So you can kill this thing easy. And I'll give you 500 gold. It's all I got. It's all I took with me when I left Dunshire. But I don't need it out here. You guys can have uh, all of my money. And I'll live free with none of that one-eyed bastard coming in here. Trashing all my stuff. Udo turns to Davos and Gregora. He goes, I, I want this deal. I want this deal so bad. I want this deal. Can we take this deal? I want this deal. I want it. Okay, Udo. We can do it. Because you won't shut up about speak? it if you don't. Does the monstrosity speak? Yes. Yeah, it says all kinds of foul things. It tells me I'm, I shouldn't be here and I need to leave and it calls my names. 
Uh, it, it speaks badly. I can barely understand it. It yells. It yells a lot. I, I want this deal. Uh, I want this deal. I think... Arya, is there any problem that you can see with the druids if we take this creature out? Well, uh... I... Why would, why would Arya know about the druids? Why would Arya know what, what? Why would why would Animal Lady know about the druids? The druids let that thing live here. The druids don't stop it. The druids don't do nothing good. Neris nervously pipes up. Uh, the fray know a lot about druids, and a voice behind Neris, eerily similar to Neris, goes, "Because she's a druid." It ah. coughs very, very like starts coughing, and he's. <laughs> The child's confusing. Udo is... Wait a second. She has an animal. Is she one of them druid people? Oh, I... I I, I think I got a fish bone. Fish... <coughs> Davos! <coughs> Davos! <laughs> I think... No, she's raised that animal for many years. She grew up here. You haven't seen anything like this in the swamp? I... Uh, she's She grew up in this area, so... I thought she got it from the swamp, from this area as well. Okay, okay, Vith. Vith don't lie, right? Vith don't lie, so on Vith, you, you swear on, you cleric, you swear on your Vithy, Vith. That yeah, yeah, Vith doesn't lie. And a voice behind there, but Davos does. So you swear on Vith that she she's a, a, a fray, tree-loving... Uh, not dog raising cleric of, of forest people, or is she one of them druid people? I swear to Vith that when we first met, she told me about Frey, how she served Frey. I'll make an intelligence check to see if he buys your deception. Wait a second. She told you about Frey, but is she a cleric of Frey? I want a straight answer from you, cleric. You clerics, no clerics. Is she one of you clerics? Or is she a Drew people? Do you want us to help you with your problem or not? Who cares who she is? Uh, We're I don't gonna want go. To help no druid. Oh, you're not helping the Druid. There's no Druids here. She, Even she usually works. gives She's me her you. share. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. She is an angel. I don't. Right I don't. Here. All right. So Udo and Raul and Charisma checks. And Arya, are you saying anything oh, on, your, on your own defense here or not? He clearly has a problem with druids. Yes, he clearly does. But uh, I don't know that I want to get in this fray. Guess Udo in has, this fray. Udo has failed. You're just standing there being silent. In correct? this fray. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, I don't know, but I trust you all, cause I hear the little child says she's a druid. She ain't saying nothing. That weasley-eyed beast to her is looking at me. It's also looking at the elf. Does it eat elves? I don't know. It makes me think I should have both my crossbows in my hands. If she's a druid. But you guys are gonna go take care of the one eye. I don't care if she helps you, but you guys aren't druids, clearly. You go take care of the one eye. 
we still have a deal, but I'm watching you. Can, can we still get some of that poison that you talked about? Yeah, but none for the druid. Well, poison sounds pretty bad, Udo. I'm not using any poison. I'm fine that with it. That sounds like evil as... No. It just be quiet about it and don't tell me about it, okay? I do not want to hear about poison. That I don't know what you're talking good. about, actually, anymore. I've All suddenly right. forgotten you. completely about anything like that. Yeah, yeah. We want to help people. We don't want to murder people. And plus, this is just a dispute between this kind gentleman garth who would never hurt a soul and has been kind as all get out to us and obviously this one-eyed guy who's just has a disagreement we can help you and there will be a win-win situation for all yep that's what it'll be yes yes where does this one eye live at you said there was a cave well, yeah it's about an hour east of here up in the hills, it points over east. You can kind of see the swamp does sort of go up, and and the forest is there. And you're you're a little south of Borwood now, so you're not going into Borwood proper, but you're right on the edge of it. Oh, so we can be back by dinner then. Will he make us dinner? I like dinner. Well, we just had a late lunch, but I could I could make you some dinner too. Yeah, why don't you come back here and and we'll have dinner when you're all done. All right. Oh, this now is a talking. this is a great deal. This is this is fantastic. I can play the flute, and Neris, the child, she's excellent at dancing. You will love it. She says, all right, so we have we have an agreement then. So what's going to happen is you're going to go deal with this monstrosity. I'll need some proof. So just, it's head. Uh, it's big. I'm, I, I apologize oh. for making you bring its head back, but I, I need to know that it's dead. Not going to plague me anymore with its evil one eye and its ways. But you kill this, you kill this beastie, and and you come back here with its head, and I will put on a massive supper for you, and then you're leaving this table, five hundred gold in your pockets. That's, that's five hundred gold total. We come back with the psych or the the one-eyed guy, and he's just your friend, and everyone can live in harmony. I think I didn't try that. I think I didn't try to be friendly. I'm a friendly uh, person. That's why we're all talking. This but thing we had. He's gonna eat. He's gonna eat the marrow from your bones. We have Gregora with us, and in case you didn't notice, she is exceptionally beautiful and perfect in every way, and can charm anyone, even a one-eyed monstrosity. But You'll but see. he'll only be able to see half of how pretty she is. Well, if it's the top half, that's the only half that matters. Neris covers <laughs> one eye to see if she loses half of Gregora. <laughs> so Garth says the deal is the creature's dead that's what I'm paying for because I've I've had it to hear with this creature's shenanigans and I, I'm not repairing my cabin again and he, he likes to do damage right before winter he Udo, knows Udo, Udo holds his hand up at about the same level and he goes up to there this is a good deal for us okay and if we can get the deal where he will not be hurting you anymore, then we won't expect payment. But if we do have to kill this beast, then we'll take the gold. <sighs> so. but, but how do I? But how do I know he's not going to come back and and mess with my stuff? Well, if we have to kill him, we'll take his face off. But if he just says, "Okay, I I I, <laughs> I agree," 
I'm not going to hurt him anymore. And then you all leave, and then he hurts me. And then he the child me. wanders yeah. over to Udo and whispers something quickly. Kill. You kill the gold. You kill the feast, and you can even stay in my cabin tonight. And if we don't kill and everyone's happy, then do we still get dinner, or no? Well, how do I know he's not going to come back here when you're all we'll gone? Find a way. We'll bring him with us, if we, we run can into all him... feast together and be friends. I would, I would much rather get the deal that he's talking about. You want to murder possibly just a just gruntled person? I want to make money. To make money? Money. Would you murder it me? Murder, it ain't murder if he's a bad, bad, evil, one-eyed bastard beastie. Who does like, to him will take care of him, but I don't... I don't just know. because someone's missing an eye doesn't mean they're evil. Well, he throws rocks at this man's house. This man who fed us... Yeah, he did feed us, that's true. Udo, talk some sense into your people, but don't trust the druid. And then he hands you a vial of poison, and he also gives you a rose, and he says, when you kill the beastie, put this in his cave. That'd make me happy. But that's that's a little bit weird. Um, okay. <laughs> Agora, how do you feel about this? I... I'm not sure how I feel anymore. Davos? Davos says, if we run into him and he causes any trouble, we'll take care of him. Oh, be careful. He'll throw, not going to go. he'll throw rocks at you and he'll come charging out and he's got a big club and, and if he gets close, he'll kill the pretty one first. And he points over at Gregora. Not Gregora? I'll have my he'll, 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 he'll bite this one's head off and he points over at Neris. Not Neris. A time limit. Uh, we don't know how long our quarry will be near us in the dip in the Badlands. And he looks at everybody. Uh, Devos looks at everybody and nods, hopefully meaningfully. Hmm. Well, we haven't made any money for several days now, so. And we made a lot of money last time, and I. We need money. And we had to give it all away. Devos gives. Uh, says to Udo, I will give you this uh, very nice gold thing later today. So we'll still I get one too? If we run into him. A very what? nice gold thing versus 500 like, Wait gold. a second. You're all talking. Too many talking. The child yammering. The priest cleric. This person is chattering on about stuff. The druid's not saying anything and that's making me nervous. The pretty one isn't sure. And now I'm not sure about her. Uh, Udo, friend Udo, we have a deal, right? Well, I thought so, but it's... You're sitting at my table, you're eating my food, you're going to handle my problem for me, I'm going to pay you handsomely. I love this deal. I love this deal. It's them that are the problem. It's them. Well, can you do it? Oh, of course I can do it, but, you know, I got to get my... I can't just leave them. They'll they'll, oh, they'll wander out help. into the woods, and they'll you know you never know what happens with them. I will help. I love remediation between two disgruntled parties. No problem. You you go see this creature, and it will it will immediately attack you, and you'll be forced to kill it. And then we, our deal is good. And then you come back for dinner and gold, and and I will I will shower you with a feast. That I won't shower great. you with a feast. I won't throw the food at you. I'll, I'll put it in front of you, and you can stuff your faces with the best I have to offer. But this I will wonderful? have you know, 200 years ago, I dated a guy who only had one eye, and he was 
sweet. But he just wasn't that attractive, so I dropped him. But let me tell you, one-eyed people can be very nice. This one throws rocks, and that doesn't sound nice at all. Udo. Friend Udo. The elf lady? Uh, I've forgotten her name now, because she confuses me. <laughs> Neris picks up a rock and tosses it lightly at Rowan. Maybe the one I think's just flirting with you. Oh, yeah. It could be. See? This is why we need some remediation between... Udo looks at, at Raylan, uh, Raylan and she says, or he says, oh, is, is, is that how one-eyed people flirt with you? <laughs> no, not this guy. This guy, he would just wink at me all the time, and I had no idea why, but it's just because he was blinky and he only had one eye. <laughs> but he didn't ever throw so, anything at you. It's that way. You can't miss it. <laughs> I'm done with you all. There's a druid here. There is this crazy child with weapons. I'm going in my house. Y'all can come back with the head of the the bastard who's who's trashing my property. And then I, we're good. I like There's this deal. This you is know? a good deal I'm for going us. In my house. He, he slams the door in his house. He's left his food out there. He's taking his crossbow. He's clearly angry that you're all just arguing about this. Udo is pointing at the at the door. And he says, "This is a good deal for us. We should take this deal." I, I agree. Udo, I whisper to Udo. Let's talk about how this might interfere interfere with us having a deal with the druids first. But five hundred gold that could buy us because- like at least one night stay in a hotel. With food and I, wine, like everything, at least one six thousand. I think gold Davos is, is right. Six thousand. Well, where do we get that from? So far, we haven't gotten any of that. You yeah, guys, we are guaranteed to not get any if we don't. If we can't survive through the badlands, stuffing her face with the food that was left on the table. Excuse me, guys, but how, how does this commoner have five hundred gold? I am not concerned with that, that in is the a least. Crap. Because one of gold to have for a commoner living by himself out in the woods. Not at all concerned. How? I would like to have 500 gold, then it's not a problem anymore. You do What's have worse, a thing that throws more. rocks or two crossbows. Either way, you Good get 500 question. gold. Uh, GM? Yes. How, what did his house look like? Did it look very expensive or <laughs> anything that would signify that he had that amount of wealth? Um, did we see any objects that might have? show to him that have wealth was the crossbow um, looking like it was made of fine quality or should he have actually had a crossbow? He had two very nice crossbows and a very fancy uh, short sword strapped to his belt. Um, his just wearing simple clothing. He's he's clearly, you know, um, he's has some wealth. His, his gear is substantial. His clothes are old. Uh, probably the clothes he left the kingdom with, but they're they're fancy enough. They're not quite commoner clothing. He does talk like a commoner, and he certainly seems to. Um, well, he doesn't seem noble. How he'd have five hundred gold? You have no idea. Have I heard of his name before in Vithir? Well, he said his name was Garth of Dunshire. Dunshire is the largest shire in Vithir. So there's millions of people in Dunshire. So if you're a commoner who's not, you know, you don't have a, a, a landed name or you're not, you didn't, uh, 
you're not from a family that warrants a name, then you're just named after the Shire you're born in. So there's probably literally thousands of Garths of Dunshire. How many years wages is 500 gold? 500 gold is more than any commoner would ever make in multiple lifetimes. This is why Udo wants this so much. But Udo, there's no guarantee that he even, he even has this money. Or the reason why he should have this money. Well, that's all very true, but he told me. He told me that he Udo. would pay us this money. Udo, so, have you ever heard of lies before? What? A what? A lie. Is that like what happens when someone tells me that they want to be my friend? No, it's when you're standing up and then you're standing up sideways on a surface. You, um, you're lying. See, no, I think I think you had the right of it. Yeah, that's mean. <laughs> We're your friends. Is that a lie? Did she do a lie? <laughs> I, I would never you know, lie to you. You didn't do a lie. Because <laughs> it sounds a lot like what you were just describing is a lie. And hmm. Remember when that lady wanted apple juice at the bar? Yes. That was a lie. That was a lie. Well, you all see I- Rowling concentrate for a minute. Uh, she shudders a couple of times, and then she looks a little dazed. And then she opens up her spell book and begins reading. Just to herself. I... Gregor would like to concentrate into the cabin and just see if there was any evil in there, because Gregor's not exactly sure if the person in the cabin is, like, human or some sort of other creature. Why is this person living out here by himself? How can he survive? So you focus your detect evil skill at the cabin, and you get no indication of supernatural evil. You can't detect evil alignments, otherwise at this point Udo would come back as evil because he's a greedy little bastard, but um, you can't just detect evil alignments. This guy could be evil, he could be good. No, you're not evil, I know. Well, there's no way this commoner would survive out here by himself. Did you see those crossbows? They were very nice crossbows. Did you see the trolls, the, um, whatever, Dryad? He would not be able to take that on himself. DM. He would be a whole target out here. DM, what, yes. was, Why? what would Udo estimate the value of the short sword to be? Make me a check. Uh, okay. I am just so confused on how this person could survive out here by himself when usually monsters and such like this would target people like that by himself without other help. I have to agree with Gregora here. There's something amiss here. Well, considering he lives so close to the lizard people, and he lives close to the dryad of druids, enough that they bother him, possibly keeping him safe. Udo says, that man's sword was probably worth a thousand gold. What? Just the sword. How is he a commoner then? Maybe he's not. Maybe he's some, like, rich old dude who wanted to, like, just retire into the country. You know, lords don't just leave their land. But you don't have to be a lord to be wealthy. Hmm. Or you have to be a... If you haven't stolen the funds. Do you want me to seduce him? 
Yes. <laughs> I think he's not going to be seduced by you. Ella. But he might be seduced by Gregora. <laughs> he doesn't really seem to like. Everyone loves Gregora. Okay, Gregora but... is a heartthrob. Okay. But that's true. You do make a good yeah. point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It would. Gregora, would that be against your vows? I'm not sure. <laughs> Some kind of lie. We are not talking about. That. I think Gregora's vow is to only love Vith. But if she's helping people in the name of Vith. Maybe he'd let it slide. I don't know. Gregor I don't think it's that Rollin one anyway. You all see Rollin after... You guys have been debating this for about 20-30 minutes now. She begins mumbling to herself, and then she looks like she goes into a bit of a trance, and then she blinks a couple of times. Is she alright? Okay, Rollin? What are you doing? Hold on. Hold on. Rollin, you can see and you can hear that Garth of, uh, of Dunshire is at the window listening to the conversation you're all having. Oh, nothing. I'm just meditating a bit before we go, because I'm preparing to kill this one-eyed man. Okay. That's great. I like that plan. I'm all about it. I want to make money. We haven't made money in a long time. Well, we're trying to make money by fighting assassins. Yeah, but we keep getting distracted Let's get going, from that. guys. Yes, exactly, because you keep worrying about money. I love money. It's like my second favorite thing. But we can't make big bank until we make. If we keep making small bank. What, why can't hey. we make all of it? Gregora, let's just yes. like let's just go ahead and um, we are going to go ahead over to where this guy's located, and um, it's going to be on the way. So uh, we'll we'll see what we encounter. So it won't be a problem either way. We can get the assassins and help this guy out at the same time. No problem. Win win. 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 Everybody wins. I think, it's, I think it's the opposite direction. Is it GM? Roots. DM? It's going to be a couple hours out of your way. Just a couple hours. Just a couple hours. We, we go. Yes. We go uh, our, with our original plan. Udo's crushed. Nerys, you haven't spoken in a while. And Arya, what do you guys think? I agree with you, Gregora. Thank you. Nerys, I value your opinion. Nerys looks to Rowlin, looks to Gregora, looks to Rowlin. Looks to Gregora, looks to Arya, looks to Hollyberry. I'll go with whatever you say. Voice behind ears. I want to stab something. <laughs> I just want to ensure that we make Garth as happy as possible because he has been so gracious to us. He has been very gracious to us, and I think he yeah. deserves the reward. I set a piece of gold onto the table and I say, that should handle it. Let's leave. Are you an um, idiot, Davos? What good does no. gold have out here? I'm quite aware. Neris takes the gold off the table and puts a vial of lamp oil. Much better gift. Um. Well, perhaps... Davos, how about this? It's a compromise. We'll just start walking towards the Cyclops, see how we feel about it as we go, and then make no, our decision. We go directly to the Druid, 
directly to our original destination. He doesn't say druids. Directly to our original destination. Find out what we need to find out there. <laughs> I'm okay. following Rowlin. I trust her. I'm just saying that I think it may be problematic for us if we completely disregard his request. And we'll take it under consideration if we run into him. But we're not taking care of it. We're not going out of our way. It's probably just like an hour out of the way. It'll take... I'll just go in there. I'll put my sword in his one eyeball. and Let's leave for now so we can talk about it on the way to the druids. Storm's coming. We gotta go. Who's coming? Storm. Oh. Storm's coming. I can feel it in my little bones. With the white hair and the, and the the That's right. Let's go. We go to the Wait, druids. The one eyed thing has white hair. Let's go stab it. Oh, dang it. We go ah. Um okay. Rowland, take me to the one eyed man. I want to stab him. Yay. Alright, all those in favor of going to the one eyed man. Raise your paws. Udo raises There's both of his here with us actually completing it. There is a reason that we don't want to do this. Nera says yeah. I. A voice behind Nera says not I. Um, yep, do, but there might be a bigger reason why we should try to complete it because... There's a much we... bigger reason not to. Okay. Well, a death is a good reason why. Like. Yes. Uh, you, us letting the assassins escape. Yes, that it would be a good reason why not to. Let's let's talk about it as we leave. Let's go. Does one of the assassins have one eye? Uh, yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. It I feel like that's the exactly the case. Yes. Yes. So how do we know <laughs> the assassin is the one harassing yeah. this man? Wait, Gregoria said it. Did you hear that? That's a, that's she is such I charisma. I could have sworn that somebody had an eye patch, isn't it? That's true, though. I might have been one. <laughs> Does this it? is probably the assassin. Okay, Davos gets up and starts walking <laughs> in the direction that we were originally going. He just walks out of the Wait, earshot of the cabin. Gregora completely leaves walks the earshot over of the cabin. Davos, grabs the back of his collar, and <laughs> Davos. leaves the earshot of the cabin. He's going to continue walking. <laughs> yes, but Gregora is going the other way. <laughs> so, Gregora, you're grabbing. So, Rollin, you're walking in the direction of the one-eyed creature, correct? Um, I would never leave the group, but I would prefer to go that way. And if you guys I just slowly start walking, Gregora made a really great point, and with her high charisma, I just I feel so enthralled that I trust her inherently. <laughs> I feel like everyone would. I right, do. Ma'am? I certainly yeah. do. She's a paladin. <laughs> <She's like Dallas. laughs> I need to do exactly what everyone's doing. So we're going to start with Udo first. Udo, what are you doing? Udo is pointing in the direction. He says, onward to the one-eyed paycheck. Okay, Neris. Looks to Rowlin. We'll follow Rowlin. Rowlin? One-eyed hot man. That's where I'm going. Arya. I was following Davos. Gregora. I think there was a one-eyed man that we needed to fight. Okay, so looks like half the party is going to the one-eyed man. Davos, what are you doing? Arya's following you. I am going to the original direction we were going before we went to this cabin. 
Okay, are we splitting the party? Yes. No. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Certainly not. Okay. <laughs> the best idea. Davos would never, ever abandon Gregora. That is absurd. Davos would <laughs> certainly abandon getting paid, I can tell you that much. So I'm I am protecting the people that, of our party. I am doing my due diligence. Mm-hmm. Aria, you had a question? Gregor, I missed the point where you switched your your you switched. What happened? What convinced you? Uh, well, I think um wasn't it Ron that mentioned that the one there was one-eyed man in the um, assassins group? It might be the one-eyed guy. Mm-hmm. And besides, Arya, if they see a, a paladin of Vith go to the druids, then they might not trust me as much. It might be better for you to go. You and Davos. It starts to rain. I think we need them with us. I would just think we'll just handle this quickly for our friend Garth, and then we can go we on to the druids. Yeah, Does Davos or Gregor have a cape? I do not want to talk about this within earshot of the cabin. And Does Gregor or Davos have a cape? Of the cabin. Davos has a cape, it, I believe. Not a cape. It there, would be great if we decide within earshot of the cabin that we want to go to the Cyclops. I think there is a point. I What's said earlier that we would do we would handle him if we run into him, right? So we have decided to if we go to the go to the Cyclops, we will take care of him. Now that you've said that, let's talk about it elsewhere. Let's flip a coin. Okay, Davos just straight up says, "I think if we did that, if we went and killed that thing, we wouldn't get help from the people we wanted to help get help from." So which direction did you walk away from the cabin? Towards the Cyclops or towards the Druid Conclave? Towards the Druid Conclave. I don't think everyone, anyone's going towards the Druid Conclave except for you, Davos. <laughs> well, I need Neris whispers to Arya. <laughs> Neris tugs on Arya's sleeve. Neris right now is under Davos's cloak. I am dragging Arya with me because I have a question, but I also do not want to get wet. All right, I'm coming. Uh, Arya, do do druids like one-eyed big creature things? Uh, let me make a wisdom check. Well, I can just tell you, Arya, druids have no problem with any creatures as long as they live in balance with their ecosystem, other creatures, even goblins, orcs, trolls, are not typically a problem unless they become a problem. Druids don't aspire to the idea that anything is necessarily evil. It's all about balance and behavior. That's what I say. Wow, that was so eloquent. Thank you. Neris's head hurts and Neris just turns back. Okay, whatever you say is good, I'll do. Just go and set Arya. All right, so Rowan has been trying to get everybody to move away from the cabin in the direction of the one-eyed creature's lair. I'm going to say you guys walk out of earshot going in that direction just to move things along. Davos, are you okay with that? Yes. Okay, very good. You stop just outside of the cabin's earshot. I'm going to retcon you guys saying druids, druids, druids. I counted six times, although I could be wrong. (laughs) Um, And... 
Garth doesn't freak out. Now you're out of earshot as long as you talk quietly, and we're going to role play this. If you guys shout, then Garth's going to hear you. Oh, okay. Rowan, okay. don't talk too quietly because then nobody on the podcast can hear you. What? What? I'm <laughs> I'm specifically whispering to Udo, asking if he can please check behind us to ensure no one's following us. But I wanted to share with everyone, out of earshot, that um, Mr. Garth um, is con- contemplating killing us killing with us. his crossbow if we don't complete his task. And if we come back to his house without completing the task, he is going to poison and kill us if we do not kill his um, his enemy. So. Um, How? Oh, wait. Were you, were you whispering this to Udo, right? To everybody. And and also, so I used a spell, which is what you guys saw me doing. I relearned a different spell for this specific occasion. Um, his real name is not Garth. His name's Kogarth. He is a former assassin of the Night Watch, and he is ready to kill us um, if we don't complete this task. So I'm fine with not completing it. We just need to find a way to get away from this guy so he doesn't kill us because he's planning on possibly following us and doing um, one bolt into each of us if we don't kill this uh, one-eyed person. Udo says quite quite quietly, and he's, and he's surreptitiously looking back towards the cabin. Does he have the money? Do I know this DM? If he thoughts? is an assassin, then he know. would have money probably. Probably, but can we trust him to pay us? If he's going to poison us, if we don't complete the task. Sounds like he's kind of a bad guy, and I don't like bad guys, but I do like getting paid, and I'm pretty okay with solving a couple problems. Have I heard of anybody in the Night Watch, or specifically this guy? As far as you know, the Night Watch doesn't employ assassins. They're a thieves' guild in Vithyr that sort of runs... The city at night, they actually patrol the city and they don't steal from anyone who is loyal to the Church of Vith and loyal citizens. If there ever was an honorable thieves guild, they could maybe be considered that. They're really not, but they certainly are in the pocket of the Church of Vith and vice versa. As far as you know, the Night Watch would never employ assassins, although you have learned to trust Rowan's magical ability. Alan, I trust you, but what do you suggest we do? I'd rather not be hunted down by four assassins at this point. Well, we have options here. We can try to complete the task, maybe get the money and go about our way. We can try to be stealthy and lose this guy and hope that he's not falling behind us the whole time and just go about our day. Those are pretty much our two options. Um, there is the option Could we kill him before he kills us. Yeah, and if we, or we could just kind of act like we're going to the Cyclops. What if he knows and then about the assassins not. and helped them through the swamp? He might have. I, th- I think our best option would probably just be to head towards the Cyclops for a little bit, so he sees that we're going to go do his task, and like, then just veer off and then go back about our way and let and forget about it. That's like you think. said, he might be following us. Yeah, so we head there, and we... Yes, let's keep walking we, right now. 
and we loudly talk about how we're like so excited to just go kill this thing, you know? And then we'll have Udo kind suspicious. of scout behind us. Well, I mean, I'm pretty, you know, and, and Gregora is pretty convincing. So um, Udo scouts behind us, makes sure there's no one following us. And I think we'll be yeah, good at that Yeah, that's a possibility, way. but I don't think that would work. Because I personally following want to us, he would help. I, I personally want to continue to do our task, but he needs to think that we are going to the Cyclops. So I had a question for you, Rollin. We know if there's a reason that the Druid, if I think that he knows of a reason that the Druids weren't helping with the Cyclops, or were helping the Cyclops. Is there any reason that the Druids would be upset with us taking this creature out? So the way my spell works is it kind of just reads his thoughts as he's thinking them. So it was after we even talked about the druids. So if he's not thinking actively about the druids, I can't hear it. It's not like I can like purge or go into his brain. So really all he said was that he pretty much figured out that Arya is a druid. We're whispering this, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and he wished that he would have just poisoned her on the spot and he wants to come back and if we don't he wants us to come back and if we don't actually kill the cyclops he'll murder all of us and um he wants to follow us and kill us with i understand that we'll keep walking yeah so yes so we're continuing to walk while we're talking (laughs) towards the cyclops Correct. I wonder how he could have figured yes. out what Arya is. I wonder. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, so you're walking towards the Cyclops. You do this for how long? Davos? Oh, 40 minutes. We're talking during minutes? our time there, trying to figure out whether or not you know, whether or not there's a way we can talk to the, Cy- talk to the Cyclops without having to kill it, figure out what it knows. Give me a D6 roll, Davos. Okay, so you rolled a two then. Uh, so you happen to be leading the party through the through the woods, through the forest here, and you stumble upon what's clearly a marker for the creature's territory or something anyway. It is a skull on a stick, just like Garth said. It's just in the middle of the forest. It doesn't seem to be any specific spot. It's just here, and you happen to walk right close, right next to it, really. Is it human? Um, who is good at identifying skulls? Udo oh, is good at skill, or has some skill with skulls. Well, skull butchery. That's true. Um, I'm just going to say that you can tell it's not a human skull. It's probably a smaller humanoid, maybe a goblin, possibly an orc. Okay. All right. You're not sure what the marker signifies, but you're clearly getting closer to the creature's territory. Well, we're almost there. We might as well just take care of it while we're here. Oh, I I, agree. I say loudly, yes, of course, Udo. That's what we're going towards. And then I whisper to him, if the uh, if the druids don't like us doing this, we're going to lose our chance at taking care of that assassins and the 6,000 gold that comes with it. Disagree, but okay. We are at time, so we're going to end it there. Thank you, everyone, for 
episode 13 and all the role play today there was no combat which is actually good since last time was all combat you narrowly avoided having this guy shoot you and having a fight outside of his cabin there is a thunderstorm brewing it's going to hit next session in fact it's hitting right now and it's uh, thunder and lightning and a lot of rain you're all very very wet and it's getting dark now so we're ending as we're getting towards the start of the evening so we'll pick this up next time that's it for the world of cloth players podcast please tune in for more of our live play sessions 